0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. I am joined again by a Big Brother here and today we are about to start a, a fitness series, you know, because the month is changing. It's November, it's almost November now and this is the time where uh, a lot of races, a lot of fitness events, a lot of cycling events maybe take off in India. The weather cools down a bit, the pollution goes up, I know, but still, you know, people take to the streets and uh, I mean, with the virus thing going on, it's nothing's going to happen, but that does not mean you can't stay fit in the confines of your home. Joining me today is Big Brother. Big Brother, welcome to you.
1: Thank you so much for having me once again.
0: So we're going to discuss the three pillars of fitness and we're going to make a series about it and eventually we will get some uh, guests and experts to come and talk about these things and uh, starting today we're going to talk about the cardiovascular system now now before that now this is this is a question i'm going to throw at you directly like there are so many fitness regimes there's so many apps there's so many uh, guided online tutorials on youtube now a person like me, who is, let's say, well, not like me, let's say an average person who is, who intends to embark on a fitness journey, like where does he even begin with these things? What does he even, you know, listen to? You know? Where do you start with these things?
1: I'm glad you asked me this question. Um, I struggled with it myself. But uh, uh, as a part of uh, one of my jobs, uh, I was instrumental in putting together a community of like minded people. And it was based around the sport of running. And being close to experts, athletes, coaches, trainers, amateurs, enthusiasts, I was able to pick up a lot of stuff for the average Joe or the average Jane. And I believe uh, that is what places me in a unique position to have a multitude of um, influences, Mm -hmm. if you will. And also having put myself through the grind, you know, uh, started from zero and... uh, really didn't end up smashing any records or anything but made a journey that any average human being would uh, you know want to make
0: so let's get started then like tell us tell us uh, what is how does one begin upon this uh, journey and how do you go about it
1: well the first thing to understand is that uh, cardiovascular fitness is about uh, keeping the lubrication of your body uh, in place as you age uh, you know, our diet's not exactly the most uh, healthy. Uh, we are—I uh, mean, it's—it's it's common knowledge that uh, Indian diets are protein deficient. Uh, you know, cholesterol and fat uh, seem to be our best friends ever since uh, you know uh, childhood. And uh, in general, in general, our climate also—you uh, know—contributes uh, to the fact that we have to stay more active to sort of stay in shape. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, against all of these factors uh, is our lifestyle, which is sedentary. And, you know, we sit a lot and we generally don't manage to stay active. So cardiovascular fitness is of prime importance.
0: I agree with you there. And uh, yeah, it's no secret that uh, India, had Indians, uh, the Indian diet in itself is very protein deficient given the fact that there's so many vegetarians in India as well, you know, the, the, the the meat and the eggs element is completely eliminated because of, of whatever reason. And, and then again, it's uh, the, there's just uh, not a, not a culture to be, uh, you know, physically fit and active after you reach a certain age, let's say if you cross your thirties or 35, that culture itself is just not there. And for some, and I think I would say for most, it's the motivation that, that seriously, uh, you know, lacks uh, presence. So how do you uh, circumvent that problem?
1: Well, you know, uh, we like a lot of information and education and uh, our smartphones bring that to us. Uh, But like you said, one can get lost in this ecosystem. You know, you start off by wondering, how do I get fitter? How do I stop huffing and puffing if I climb one flight of stairs? How do I sort of start running, etc.? And then you log online and then you have experts talking about interval training and heart rate training and 5K races. I mean, those are not relevant for a person who's, you know, looking to sort of get started and run 100 meters without huffing and puffing. Or probably just, uh, you know, wanting to lose a few inches. And that's how it begins for everyone. So, uh, I think it's very important that we decode this. And because I've had a variety of influences and I've tested it on the best test subject there can possibly be, which is yourself, (laughs) I think I have um, a fair bit to contribute.
0: Completely understood that. And that's a good point. Uh, Another thing I would like to contribute is, uh, I mean, I've already mentioned lifestyle choices, even including the likes of, uh, you know, smoking and drinking at this point, that is commonplace in India, a lot of smokers, a lot of drinkers, and a lot of people who just want to maybe even the work culture itself, you know, people get off work at like nine o'clock in the night, and there is just no time or motivation. All you want to do is go back home, maybe pour yourself a drink, talk to your family members, and then just pass out and repeat and repeat and repeat. So there are a lot of contributing factors to this problem as well. So now let's get started uh, again. Let's let's go back to uh, let's say an average Joe who's uh, planted himself on a, on a couch for a very long time. Now, How do you get off? How do you get started from that?
1: Well, the first thing to understand is when does cardiovascular fitness really start? Hmm. It starts when your heart rate goes beyond a certain threshold. Now that threshold, different places have different parameters. But essentially, you've got to raise your heart rate. So something like walking, you know, is not cardiovascular fitness until you reach that threshold.
0: And what is that threshold for uh, like a benchmark?
1: Well, uh, different places have different sort of uh, parameters. But broadly, it is twice that of your resting heart rate, which is the heart rate that you have when you're sitting around, doing nothing, uh, not stressed out. Uh, you've got to elevate it by 2x.
0: I read somewhere that it should be 150. Anything above 150 counts as cardiovascular. Now, is that a misconception?
1: Well, like I said, different places have different rules of the game, but uh, twice that of your resting heart rate is a good way, a good sort of place to start.
0: And is there a a time limit? Like, of course, you can reach uh, whatever, 2x your heart rate. Now, how long do you have to sustain that uh, heart rate?
1: That's a good question. Now, uh, experts say that you should uh, have minimum 30 minutes of cardiovascular activity a week. And uh, again, different places have different norms. Some Some places say you should have 30 minutes up to four times a week. Some places say 30 minutes a week is good enough. I would say the sweet spot is probably somewhere in the middle, that twice or thrice a week, you need to get your heart rate Uh, Up to two x, and you know, make it stay there uh, thirty minutes at a time.
0: All right, understood. Now, where do we go from there?
1: Um, So you know, this is where you can get lost in the quagmire of whatever's available online. Okay, so people start talking about. Couch to 5K. Now, 5K is an arbitrary distance. Uh, you can choose to make it your goal. You can choose to not make it your goal. A lot of people I know are motivated by losing inches around the belly and, you know, uh, losing fat and generally feeling better about themselves. So let's start there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have to lose weight, the only way you lose weight is by having a calorie deficit, which is For any system, really. If you imagine a water tank and you take more water out of it than you put in, the water tank loses water. Simple. So you have to burn more calories than you intake. Mm -hmm. I know enough people who can run half marathons completely but have not lost uh, any weight since I've uh, known them. So uh, if people begin at that place, which is I want to feel better about myself, the first thing they need to understand is that by... Cardiovascular fitness, it's not like a magic bullet. Uh, They also need to watch what they eat. In fact, the diet is probably two-thirds of what constitutes health and fitness. But I'm no dietitian, I'm no nutritionist. So starting at that cardiovascular uh, question, I think uh, the easiest way to get started is first up to get off your ass. Mm -hmm. Okay, as simple as that. And uh, if running's too much, your knees hurt, shins hurt, you're not sure, you don't have the right shoes, etc., start with something simple. Maybe in your living room, you can start by doing five jumping jacks. Okay? And if people don't know what jumping jacks are, let me describe the action. This is something that everyone has done in school. You essentially start with your arms by your side and your feet together. And you jump so that your hands touch above your head. And your feet are as wide apart, at least wider than your hips.
0: Okay, understood. Now I I, I have there's a very good point there that some people really find uh, running very you know difficult and unpleasant to be honest. So what uh, and again, in, in my case, I really haven't been uh, working out as much because I was at sea, and uh, I've come back and there's a lockdown. So what I've done is, uh, if you remember, our our, our our previous flatmate has left his uh, bicycle here. Now, getting on a bicycle, you know, it's so much easier, it's nicer, you can control the pace also, you can control your speed, and you can control your heart rate. And you know, it's it's a generally nice experience. And over the over a period of, uh, let's say, two or three weeks, I have uh, started touching distances about 15 kilometers in about 40-40 minutes. And I've slowly uh, increased my, I, I, f- I focus on uh, pedaling fast, keeping my heart rate up, I do wear a fitness tracker on my wrist, that gives me uh, feedback. And uh, in addition to that, yesterday, for the first time in a really long time, I thought I can, you know, maybe start running again. And even after cycling uh, at least uh, 12 to 15 kilometers consistently for the last uh, one week, I really, really struggled to even complete one kilometer while running. So running is a different uh, beast altogether. So there are other alternatives, like you said, uh, jumping jacks is a very good idea to get your heart rate up. And this is the main reason why it used to be a punishment in my in my academy when we were when we were coming up as cadets. I would say cycling is another alternative and if nothing else a brisk walk is a good place to begin i mean we all walk if you just walk with an with, a, with an intent and you you know just keep your heart rate a little bit up that does i, I would say that's a good baseline to get started you know
1: those are good points uh and cycling is uh, an excellent exercise but i like how you uh you know drove the analogy between running and cycling. It is a fact that uh, running is uh, mating of all the three pillars of uh, cardiovascular endurance, of strength, and of mobility. While cycling maybe is cardio plus a little bit of mobility, a little bit of strength. So uh, I think the rule of the thumb is uh, five kilometers of cycling equates one kilometer of running or something like that. Now, staying away from formula like this, Uh, I would say any place is a good place to start. I'm particularly uh, talking to people who have not done anything, uh, you know, maybe gone out for walks occasionally, etc. For them to start, jumping jacks are a good place to start. Um, Jogging in place in your apartment is a good place to start. High knees is a good place to start. Uh, If, you know, for some reason your feet hurt, knees hurt, you're you're, uh, unsure, maybe you're one of those people who, you know, balance-wise don't do all that well then I would say just lie down on your back and flare your arms and legs, you know, I think the exercise per se is called beetle, wherein you alternate between arms and legs and try and touch your elbow to the knee. Essentially, what you're doing is you're cycling, but you're lying on your back. So any of these are good places to begin. Now, the key here is sustenance, okay, and this is where everyone sort of falls off the the saddle. sustaining it is probably even more important than starting it
0: completely understand let let me uh, just go back to a point that you made earlier it said uh, calorie deficit now that's a very interesting point uh it is like you can it doesn't you it doesn't mean that you have to go back to uh, eating veggies and nuts and uh, you know pure protein uh, shakes and all that you can eat what you want as long as you burn it now, this takes me back to a PDF that I had on my on my ship. My chief engineer was a hardcore fitness enthusiast. It had a stat which said uh, a bar of Snickers is equal to a four kilometer run or something. You know, it, it translates that to a, a piece of cake or Snickers or a can of Coke or etc, et etc. Cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it depends. You know, you can eat what you want. You can have those uh, cheat days where you demolish a bunch of pancakes or whatever. As long as you burn it, that's when you're going to see the difference. So calorie deficit is a very important point here.
1: That's correct. And I'm glad, uh, you know, your chief had those analogies because we don't realize, uh, you know, a lot of people think they eat all right, but, you know, uh, cookies with tea, chips before dinner, French fries, and all of that stuff adds up. And, you know, your body can't really... Burn all of that stuff on its own after your twenty, after your early twenties, actually. In fact, some people start packing on the pounds even while they are in college or in school. So uh, the the key really is sustenance and uh, staying at it. Now, if you maintain just the basic discipline, and you know, it's not about uh, pushing these uh, fancy fads like keto diets, etc. You just eat home, you know, eat at home, eat. Even if you eat out, just order what is, you know, uh, rationally healthy. And you consistently stay on your feet. And you consistently stay on your feet with the notion that my cardiovascular workout only begins when my heart rate goes above 2x. Now, people hate sweat. And I don't get that because that is the number one thing you have to do. You have to, you know, uh, get your heart rate up, you have to put your respiratory system under some sort of load, so that, you know, it, it stays alive. That is why actually they, you know, um, any mechanical or electrical system every now and then is tested to its extreme, you know, to make sure that it can take that load. And the same is true for the human body.
0: Very interesting point there, brother, but I, I've come back to a very important question why what is my motivation to get off the couch why would I want to do that and put myself through all that uh, pain and suffering
1: well the simple answer is uh, you want to prolong the years you live on God's green earth okay (laughs) now uh, I mean uh, not to quote but uh, leading celebrities have had heart issues and these have been sports athletes and sports uh, people and uh, if it can happen to them, average Joes and Janes like us are in the firing line. Like I said, we eat, not necessary. And our lifestyle is pretty sedentary. So we've got the three killers going on. And we, if we have to undo it, uh, we have to stay on our feet.
0: Completely really understand. Now another point uh, that people... And this is obviously for hardcore uh, fitness enthusiast, the, the question of supplements that comes in, you know, protein powders, and those shakes and those God knows what all people take. Now, I personally haven't uh, dabbled in that arena. What is your take on uh, supplements?
1: Uh, I think it's too premature to talk about that. Uh, I think a lot of people get caught up in diets and fads and supplements and YouTube videos, when all of all of what they should be doing is staying on the feet. So I'm going to not answer the question by answering it in the way of saying, don't worry about supplements until you've got the basics, right?
0: Understood. And uh, mind you, if you're just uh, getting off the couch, it's a very, I mean, even dabbling in yoga. I mean, I know yoga doesn't do much for cardiovascular fitness. We've already covered it. But it's a good way to start. You know, it's a good uh, exercise, I would say. It gets your joints going, gets your lubrication going in all your joints, and then you can build on from there. But uh, for most people, it just stops with, with yoga and walking. And that's in India, I would say that's the thing where uh, if you think that you're doing yoga and if you're doing, uh, you know, your Surya Namaskars or whatever, the, you know, the things are, people think that they are dabbling in fitness. But their biggest complaint, again, coming back is that they're not losing any weight, they're not getting any faster and it's, their general uh, health as such is not really uh, improving.
1: Well, yoga is a is a great thing. Okay, I endorse it, but it is not a replacement for cardiovascular, uh, you know, workouts. Uh, simply put, yoga is more focused on mobility. Okay. Uh, secondly, I would say it helps or aids a strength program, and last of all, marginally, it aids in cardiovascular fitness. Now, some of the breathing techniques that they teach, pranayama, bhastrika, etc those breathing techniques are good to give, you know, your upper respiratory tract a good workout. But what do you do to your circulation system? What are you doing for your heart? And that's why it's cardiovascular and not just vascular. So yoga is great, but it cannot replace in any way, uh, a heart rate workout.
0: Okay, understood there. Now, uh, just to wrap it up brother, I mean, it's November is upon us. Let's say for a guy who's just uh, come off the couch, what is a, a realistic target? I mean, I know it depends from person to person. What's a realistic target for, uh, let's say, the end of the year?
1: Well, targets. I would shy away from putting targets because all of us are in different places, and all of us may not even have the same goals. Out of all of us, I would say, if this is your first time uh, listening to do, the, uh, you know, listening to something like this, or in the past you've been confused, uh, just start. And start with a few jumping jacks while, let, say, you're waiting for breakfast or lunch or whatever. Uh, try some beetles over the weekend. Uh, go for a brisk walk. And then just make sh- sure you do it three or four times a week. And after about 30 days of doing so, let your feet naturally break out into a run and see how far can you go at a leisurely pace and then subsequently in subsequent episodes we will talk about running, paces, heart rates and interval training.
0: I think another point I'll add here is to you know listen to your body and you know know your limits to begin with I mean you don't want to start get injured and then uh, get discouraged and then repeat the whole thing again which is a mistake that I had made uh, a lot uh, earlier I mean in my running dare I say career (laughs) Where I I attempted a half marathon out of, uh, you know, uh, spite and I injured my left knee and all of my fitness uh, went for a toss because it took me a while to recover and only now after years has it uh, come back to normal. Okay, brother, is there anything else you want to add to this episode?
1: Yeah, the last bit that you mentioned about uh, the distance fad. Now the goal fad is also something I want to talk about. Now, so... You wake up, you you open up Instagram, you look at YouTube, all these influencers, these runners, these athletes, these amateur enthusiasts, these guys who've been running for a long time, they're in great shape. They do it, and you think, you know, I want to be there, but you don't want to put in the years they put in. So you sort of go all out and you run a five K on your first day. You feel good. Then you enroll for a race three weeks down the line and you run a 10K. And before you know it, you're running half you're running a half marathon. Now the prop the point is. Finishing it is no big deal. Technically, a human being can walk 40 or 50 kilometers uh, if you're stranded in a desert and get to the nearest civilization. There are enough stories of survivors. The point is to finish it with a smile on your face and on your own two feet. So the point is, if you want to look like your ideal figure, you've got to be prepared to put in the weeks and the months of, you know, taking care of yourself to get there. So the last bit that I want to do is to caution against starting too quickly and wanting too much out of yourself too soon. But once again, coming back, that sustenance in cardiovascular fitness is the key.
0: I agree with you there. And that's a point I would like to make. I mean, uh, I was running with a friend uh, many years ago. I think it was, I can't remember when. And uh, we were sort of intimidated that the number of participants taking up the the half marathon was really, really high. And we were running a 10K. And I felt a bit, uh, you know, Uh, demotivated like why am I not uh, pushing myself but that's when it occurred to me that a lot of these uh, half marathon enthusiasts were looked they looked uh, you know physically uh, should dare I say unfit or not up to it and then eventually during the race I just found them walking towards uh, a 21k and that's the point I made to my friend anyone can run 21k it's about surviving afterwards you know you can run 21k and then you'll be I don't know bedridden for a month after that so it's about surviving after the race that you really train for, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, and social media is full of perfect moments, but no one really captures the the troughs if you may. Uh, you know the the moments of pain, the moments of doubt, those are the moments that are not captured and those are the moments that you have to live with yourself uh, you know for for many, many weeks. And like you learned the painful way, uh, I too learned the painful way uh, of you know trying to go f- too fast without putting in the requisite amount of work. But that's a topic for another episode. And um, once again, let's leave our listeners with the fact that you have to start and you have to sustain it.
0: Understood. And uh, brother, thank you so much for these insights. Now again, uh, like we end all episodes, let's give us uh, our listeners our uh, uh, you know a recommendation that they might want to check out. What is your recommendation for this episode?
1: Well there's this book by Haruki Murakami uh, it's about uh, running and it goes uh, what it goes to the, you know, what I talk about when I talk about running uh, and that's that's a good book it's full of anecdotes etc now I wouldn't recommend it for everybody but if you've been thinking about running etc it's a good place uh, you know because the author is really candid the the style of writing is really good and it's an enjoyable book overall
0: Understood, brother. Thank you so much for joining us with these valuable insights and I will catch you on the flip side with the follow-up episode to this series where uh, we will discuss uh, the the second pillar of uh, fitness, which is mobility. Hope to see you there very soon.
1: Thank you.